0: Hey everybody, this is Raimundo Gonzalez. And this is Jabani Rosario. Welcome to the Latinx Guard Podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Remember, everything we say is just for fun. Nothing's meant to be taken too seriously. If you are going to be a hater, stay a hater. But either way, support. Welcome everybody to the Latinx Guard Podcast, episode 27. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, I am your host, Raimundo Gonzalez. This is Jabani Rosario. And we are joined, once again, much to my jargon... Anthony Gralos, hey, back on welcome. the show. They
1: got me back on.
0: We they, we let him out of the pit. They
1: they were having. They had all their serious episodes without me. Therapy episode. I'm not there.
0: So we're gonna talk about something that uh, was actually a user submitted uh, request, and it was a great idea, right? One of the first of many. But shout shoutouts to my man, the Baker, right, for giving shout-outs. this idea. Um, it's we're gonna talk today about jiu jitsu instructionals. There's a million of them out there. Which ones do you need to watch? Which ones can you skip? Are jiu jitsu instructors even real? Right, we everything is fake in the sport. Everything's fake. <laughs> Belts are fake. Classes are fake. Teachers are fake. Self defense is fake. Self defense is fake. Are we about to Dating change the fake. name of the podcast
2: to like the Matrix Podcast or some shit? Are we just trying to wake everybody up? Oh, we're think <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we end
1: up in the mantle sphere real quick. We gotta watch out.
2: Yeah.
0: So, are jiu jitsu is real? Are they? Are are jiu jitsu instructors real? Are they fake? Let's find out today on the episode. Before we get into that, though, I want to give a shout out to everybody on our Patreon, the Chingons of the Week. Shout out to Tim Watson, Francis, Nick Schaefer, Anonymous User Number One, Jim O'Brien, Kit Touch Fong, Esteban Gonzalez, Jason Roig, Christian Grandfields, I am KMC, Bren LeVette, Alex Bez, Big Leo BJJ, Mike Constantiner, Alan Chang, Milan Patel, Oscar De La Cruz, and Conga Man. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank y'all. i clap. We have a clap sound effect. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> I guess we could do it all. We could do the sound effect and us clap. Thank you so much for supporting the show. CNB Bakery, the best bakery in the world. I recently just celebrated Dia de los Muertos. I put up the ofrenda. It was a big deal and hey, I couldn't have done it without CNB Bakery. <laughs> Where's the pictures? I'll post the pictures up on the LatinxR podcast Instagram. Um, but... CMB Bakery did a huge benefit by providing me with the pastries to put the, on the ofrenda. Nice. They have so many great pastries there. Chocolate croissants, regular croissants, almond croissants. Um, they even do sticky buns. Ooh. Right? If you, come from, if you come from the hood, and you remember the 99 cent big sticky buns, the big honey buns, bro? Oh my that goodness. That and in Arizona, you were set. Right? That was a breakfast staple. That was a breakfast, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's that's dinner, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes. So shout out to CMB Bakery. Best bakery in the world. The best. Okay? Shout out to showyourroll.com. Ooh. Showyroll.com, showyroll.com, showyroll.com. Say less. Okay. They are recently coming out with the Tyro Tolo RVCA, or as the cool people like to say, the Ruka um, collaboration. Word. Okay? The Rotolo Ruka showyourroll collaboration is coming out. Make sure to pick up your gi at showyroll.com. Okay. Thank you for also sponsoring our giveaway. Hey, more details to come at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for details on the Showyroll giveaway. Without further ado, let's get into the topic for today. So, Jiu-Jitsu Instructional. There's a million of them out there. Okay? A million. That's I, I, too many. There was even, at one point, I think one or one or two years ago, a Jiu-Jitsu Instructional turf war, right? Between, if you guys don't know, the two biggest Jiu-Jitsu Instructional um, providers out there, BJJFanatics.com and Jiu-JitsuX.com. Would, it, would the di- distributors be the correct word? I guess, yeah. Distributors. Yeah. Okay. well, Publishers, they, whatever. Yeah. They're producers. Yeah. They're publishers. Okay. So, okay. Streaming platform. Whatever. Okay. Whatever you want to use, right? Yeah, yeah. The two biggest names behind Jiu Jitsu Instructionals, BJJ Fanatics and JiuJitsuX.com. Yes. If you've ever thought about purchasing a Jiu Jitsu Instructional, it was probably from one of these two mediums. Okay, um, BJJ Fanatics is run by uh, former world champion Bernardo Faria. He literally records them in his basement. If you <laughs> if you want to record a BJJ fanatics instructional, you go to Bernardo Faria's house. I they I believe they're a little bit more lenient in like the recording quality. I believe yeah. why Bernardo Faria wanted to record them in his house is because he had such good um, quality uh, quality assurance on them. Right. So he was able to oversee like the production value, like what uh, the audio quality was like, what the video quality was like, what was needed for the instructional. So. Um, I, when I say that we're recording in his house, it's not like, "Yo, get in the bedroom." We're about to put it's the like mask down. Yeah. yeah, he has it's a this, nice house. Yeah, it's his a very nice the house. Background.
2: But the, does does he record him at his academy now, or is it still at his it's, house?
0: So I'll get into that. Okay. So there are plenty of instructionals. Like I believe, like all the Danaher ones are like still filmed at like at his place. Okay. But he has a separate room that's basically like a small gym. It's okay. like, he, it's like it's, a sound stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's sound treated. Um, there are mats along all along the walls. If you watch any of the BJ fanatics videos, where like you, you see the BJ fanatics like he press on the wall, yeah. that's just in Bernardo's house. He just has a room dedicated to that, right? Um, and then in um on the Jiu Jitsu X side, it's kind of the similar thing, except like the sound treated room um is in Legion uh Jiu Jitsu, yeah. um, Legion American Jiu Jitsu. What do you call it? Just I Legion. I think just it's, just Legion. Legion, yeah. BJJ. it's like Legion BJJ. It's in Legion at um, Keenan Cornelius's
2: school, and they're in San Diego. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, for both of these um, mediums, you have to be contacted by either of them to see if you want to release an instructional, or you can contact them um, and see if you carry enough clout to release an instructional.. Right. A lot of them, I believe, first of all, when it came out to Legion, it was just a bunch of Keenan's friends that yeah, wanted like to homies. make a, the group chat that, that just wanted to make the instructionals. Um, but now <laughs> they've become the two biggest, I guess, producers of uh, jujitsu instructionals on, on the globe. Yeah. Right. If you want to make a just instruction, you probably have to go through those two people. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna to have to independently produce them, and that comes with its challenges in and of like, it, in another room
1: There's like a few other platforms, like technically, and which I'm, I'm not even sure if most people have even heard of them. And then, which they're like a like a subsidiary of like Scramble or something like that. And then there's like a few like older ones that. I, I,
0: one,
2: shout out oh, to jiu jitsu, jiu jitsu. Yeah,
0: jiu jitsu shout, shout out to Budo videos, um, Budo videos. Sport
2: Cooper, which he's still around but like he would uh help produ- like he was one of the first people in jiu jitsu yeah. to like record uh athletes and record instructionals but, and stuff for people.
1: But those two are definitely the ones that have the built-in audience, they're the ones that yeah. are in everyone's emails, they're the ones who are able to get eyes on your product like mm-hmm. you could really you could record an instructional in your basement and put it on YouTube but probably no one's gonna watch it yeah. unless you're like a master of seo and stuff like that yeah. but they're
0: able to do that i mean it's the difference between like uploading your self-produced miniseries on youtube and like in like the playlist versus uploading it on netflix yeah right yeah. or it's, self-publishing on amazon
2: versus actually having your book published and sent to like uh editors and uh critics and whatnot or putting yeah. out an album through major labels versus putting out independent yeah. like when you go to bj fanatics i i I can't. I mean, I'm sure every athlete has their own deal and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they you get paid for them. Where independently, you kind of have to wait for to see that. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, where yeah, you don't. You're you're probably gonna get your album a lot more plays if you release it on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, versus you release it on datpiff.com, You know. Yeah.
2: But what's nice, what what the difference in like jitsu I don't know where it's heading in the future, but as we know right now, like there's ness. There isn't necessarily anything stopping athletes that from doing an instructional fanatics and then going to jiu jitsu and doing another one. Yeah. Yeah. Like um people like, have done that. Yeah. Like uh, um like Anthony said, Jiu Jitsu um Boodle videos, these are older ones. So there are athletes that released instructionals mad long ago yeah. and now they're on fanatics and jiu jitsu
1: X. I-, I think I think a good example of that is like Josh Hinger. He yeah. has like ten different like guillotine <laughs> series and it's mostly the same content, but it's with a bunch of different people. So he has right. like one on, you know, probably BJJ Fanatics and he has one with Jiu Jitsu and then he has one maybe with Submeta, and yeah, then he yeah. has one with whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of these contracts that you sign when you release a uh, instructional video, unless it's a multi-part instructional video, um, have you contractually obligated to release future instructional videos with that uh, particular brand. Right. right. Um, it's not. I also don't believe it's as entrapping as like some of the... Um, contracts that, like, many recording artists, like, yes. come up with, which is, like... Because it's not proprietary. Yeah. yeah. N- n- now, we not only own your music, but we also own your name and likeness, right? O- which,
2: which by the way, before you sign any contract, just as a general rule, read it. Read the contracts. So, or here's pay the someone thing. to read it. Or I- I pay someone to read it,
0: yes. I think the evil malice behind this is, like, okay, so let's say you get... Um, approached by universal records right right and let's say you're the newest mumble rap artist in the world right i don't think it's like you're stupid and you're like you forget that everybody in your life always told you to read the contract for sure i think that you read the contract and it says like we own your name and likeness in perpetuity throughout the universe right yeah and you're like bro what and you're like yeah we own your name and likeness forever for all the time anywhere you go we own you right i don't think it's that like they don't like they're like oh okay well i guess i don't know what that means what i do think it means is that like oh, I don't want this in my contract. Can you take it out? And they're like, no. If you're going to sign the contract, we have to own your name and likeness. And if you say no to this contract, we're going to tell every single other record producer and every single other distributor that you don't want to sign a contract like this and you're not going to get a contract at all. You got to pay to play.
2: Yeah. And and like, look, then then you have choices to make, right? And that's up to you. For sure, like, that's why it pays... That's why it's, it's very helpful to not sign anything right away and, like, do yeah. your research. Like, just because you, you may have to sign that, but you can work through it. If you're going to make a deal with the devil, at least know what you're doing. Right. So
0: this is actually a great point, it. I don't know if you mean to make this, but— it, it was part of it, but— Like, one of the big things about making a jiu-jitsu instructional, especially as a jiu-jitsu athlete, is you have to strike while the iron's hot. Yes. You'll see that a lot of the popular instructionals that are seasonal typically revolve around the people who are popular in the sport at the time. Right. And who's popular in the sport is people who are winning, right? So, typically, whoever won the previous World Championships, previous ADCC, previous Nogi World Championships, whatever, the event, right? Right. When they won the event, typically, their instructional will release subsequently shortly afterwards. Yeah. So, this is pretty much indicative of, like, the problem in, like, Jiu-Jitsu as a sport is not, like... They're grinding—it's like the same problem in, like, any media where they're just grinding out content. Yes. Right? Th- these instructionals, a lot of them that we'll talk about aren't necessarily, like, playing, like, this is my masterpiece, this is my magnum opus. Yeah, and It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I won ADCC using a half-guard sweep, so now I'm going to come out with a half-guard instructional. Because everybody saw that sick half-guard sweep, and now I have to make $500,000 off of it. Yeah.
2: and And, like, as opposed to back then where, like, it was— less common plus like for example something like a baron bolo was such a newer thing to the jiu-jitsu at the time like you speak like five six seven years ago so when the meows were like this is what we do for bolo or or when the mendes brothers did that now almost you can go on fanatics you filter it by half guard and i'm guaranteeing you you see at least 20 different half guard instruction or more more it's infinite yeah
0: and one of the things that we'll also talk about is just the plethora of information that's out there. There's just so many instructionals out there, like Jabani yeah. said. Like, if you want half-guard instructionals, bro, you're going to have to... If you watch all of them, you, you might as well not do jitsu anymore. Yes. You might as well just make that your profession, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and that's, like, a problem systemic in any, like, real content-creating sport or, really like content creation, right? For sure. Just, like, in podcasts, like us. Like, we have to compete with a million other podcasts, right? And the problem with that is that I mean, unless you're specifically, like, tailoring your podcast to a specific niche, it's going to be, like, very difficult for you to get an audience. Yeah. Okay? Um, And I I guess that's why, like, certain um, streaming platforms like BJ Fanatics or... I think uh, Jiu-Jitsu Exodus for a long time, they were just trying to get, like, gimme or gotcha titles to make you purchase the instructional, even though the content might have been subpar. Yes. Okay. Um, So we're going to talk about... Just one thing before we get into some of our main topics is the revolution in jiu-jitsu instructionals due to the pandemic. Right. Like, bro, when I was like a blue belt and a purple belt before the pandemic, I, I didn't buy an instructional. Yeah. Right? Because you just came to class. Unless and, they were a gift. Unless right. they were a yeah, yeah. gift. <laughs> yeah. Unless they were a gift or somebody gave you the password to like the, the Dropbox, right? Yeah. And now you have all of them. Shout out right? to the, Rus- the Russian link, right? Word. So unless you had the Russian link, right? You had to buy them, but I never bought them because I would just... One, like I'm pretty sure Giovanni could attest to this. You were either training with the athletes who made the instructional so you can just fucking ask them or you could just train, right? And just figure out the moves on your own by watching like a YouTube video. And then thirdly for us, like it was just way outside of our budget. Some, you know, like these, these instructionals are pretty expensive. And we'll talk about like that when we're talking about like which instructional to choose because it is a financial investment. Yeah, They're not 20 bucks a piece. You don't buy them from the the bodega guy, right? Like the bootleg DVDs. They're, They're a pretty penny sometimes, right? Um... I think if you want to buy, like, the full, like, Gordon Ryan set, I think it's over, like, $2,000. It's significantly over that now. Yeah. Like, like, I think each
1: each one that he puts out now is, like, $250 when it's not on sale, which that's, like, a, like a separate part of their business uh, where it's, like, so often they're cycling back onto sale or they send you, like, this 80% off discount that, like, the real price is $50. But if you just go on and you just, like, you just add everything to cart, it's going to be, like, I think over $3,000 at
0: this point. That's crazy. But what the pandemic did is that it really boosted these sales because people couldn't train at their schools. So what's the next closest thing? Just indulge yourself in jiu-jitsu knowledge, right? Yep. Start hitting the books. And people just started buying instructional. People started filming instructionals. And back to a point that I made earlier in the podcast. This is where Bernardo Faria, um, Keenan Cornelius started to give a little bit of leeway in the production value. Not really necessarily production value, but I guess like the quality assurance parameters of their product, right? And let started letting people uh, film either in their homes, right, uh, when they got, like, mats set up. Right. I'm sure there was still some quality assurance where, like, Bernardo Fire was like, okay, you just can't have your girlfriend, like, doing her work calls in the background. You got to have these mats or it's got to look a certain way. You got to send it to me so I can uh, you edit You can't have the
1: rebel flag in the back. Yeah, you yeah. can't have the rebel flag in the back,
0: <laughs> right? You can't have the, the Trump flag, like, flying in the background, like, something like that. Um, so you see a lot more instructionals filmed within, like, other settings other than just Bern- Bernardo Fari's basement or in the white room in uh, Kenny Cornelius Legion. So that allowed, um, I guess, independent producers to pr- produce their own content and sell it to mm-hmm. BGJ Fanatics. Shout or- out to Cal
1: Jackson, who did that with his instructional about paper cutters. Um, oh, Paper
0: Cutter University, right? He, he sold it to on- jiu X, yeah, right? Jiu-Jitsu X. X. He filmed it in the school that he was teaching at the time. Okay. So... What I want to go in today, uh, first of all, now we just did a 15-minute intro on Jiu-Jitsu Instructionals, is how to choose an instructional for you, right? Like, okay, actually, let's go even further than that. Are Jiu-Jitsu Instructionals for you, right? Like, should you, you've talked about, like, or you've heard people talk about, oh, I just watched Craig Jones, like, new false reap allegations. Or I've watched uh, the Danaherd leg lock system, all four parts for 28 hours right and all, all of a sudden they're heel hooking everybody they're like getting into saddle all the time like do you think that these are for you and my honest opinion probably no right I, I think there is so much knowledge especially if you're in the majority of people who do jiu-jitsu which is pretty much blue belts and lower that you still have to learn before you go into like these niche topics that are in jiu-jitsu instructionals and that's what jiu-jitsu instructionals have to offer right they're niche topics I think there are some instructionals that are like full encompassing, like white belts, instructionals, but I mean, you could just ask your instructor for that. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Right. That's like, if you're going to an arts and crafts club and you're paying for an online arts and crafts, like class, I'm like, you're already paying for the class. You're already in the club. Right. Uh, Grahaz, what do you think about this? Um,
1: I'm going to unfortunately have to disagree with Raymond. Oh, okay. okay. and okay. say, here we go that. I yes. mean, so here's the thing is like many of our disagreements, I I see the same things. Like, I've made the same observations where, f- for the most part, these people don't need it. So, if, if the question is, do you need a jujitsu instructional? Like, the vast majority of the, you know, the jujitsu training population, the answer is no, because the vast majority of people are like blue belts or lower, and they're not like, you know, Colabate blue belts. They're real blue belts. Um, and a lot of times their questions are, they're really simple. They're stuff that they, the answers they're going to receive from their coaches are simple. The answers they're going to see receive in a video are simple. They just need to hear it a bunch of times. They just need to do it a bunch of times until they're able to actually, you know, internalize that information, right? And, and so do these people need them? No. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these people, depending on their schedule and depending on like a, a huge number of factors, they could benefit from it. Like if you're someone who, you know, you have five kids at home and you have a spouse and you have a full-time job and you're... You know, you're able to come to the gym like 1.5 times a week, and you don't have time to sit down and watch Dan and her leg lock freakazoid video for 28 hours. Then no, you, you you there's no reason for you to do that. You might be able to afford the videos, maybe not. Five kids is expensive, but you don't you can't afford the time. You're time poor, and so you can't do that. If on the other hand you're someone who it's like you have a lot of free time, but maybe you can't train as much as you want because the one of the issues with training is that. It's different from lifting weights in the sense that you could just lift weights whenever. You just need the the weights to be there. You don't need to make a a date with the squat rack. The squat rack's just there. But when it comes to training jiu-jitsu when you have partners, you need partners to be there specific times. So maybe your schedule only lets you train twice a week, but you have a shitload of free time and you don't want to spend it, you know watching Netflix or watching Disney Plus or you know watching like a retrospective about Mega Man on YouTube or some shit like that, you're like, oh, I want to like learn something about jiu-jitsu because I'm obsessed with jiu-jitsu and I just want to get like more data in that way. For those people, assuming they could afford a $350 Gordon Ryan video or they have the link, preferably, then even if they've only been training like six months or a year, are they going to be able to come in the gym and just do all that stuff? No, but I do think it's helpful for them to consume that type of content.
0: Yeah, well... Here's my counterpoint, right? I think you made a bunch of, like, agreeable and logical points in that where it's, like, I think it does help some people retain the information just seeing it again and over and over again uh, in order for it to be, like, an additional layer of memory in their brain. But one thing that I think jiu instructions don't account for is the type of learning style that people have, right? Some people, like me, are very, like, tactile learners. Like, you can show me something a million times, but until I physically do it with my hands, I'm just not going to get it. Right, like I have to have the experience of messing it up, knowing how I messed up, and then just doing it again. Again, I think this is to your point where it's like, okay, you can watch a Jiu- jujitsu Instructional, be at home, be like, sorry, dear, I can't like come to bed right now. I got to watch Gordon Ryan leg lock this, like his Brazilian girlfriend, 18 times. Yeah. But for me... <laughs> I'm trying to get into sex club, dear.
2: <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait. Before we continue, okay. Gordon Ryan, if you're listening... We're not asking for an invitation, but we'd like to sample size. Oh, I got to cut this out. Oh, <laughs> no, I I I'm not saying I should be invited. Well, I'm but, just saying, um, I feel like we're like five episodes in a row where Gordon Ryan Sex Club comes in and it's cool, but I feel like we should be, we should experience it and to come back with more <laughs> knowledge, that's all. We should <laughs> oh, go oh in there God. and we should, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a field study, I believe is what they call it. Where? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kid, cut all that out, please. Don't cut it out. That's
0: I believe that Jiu-Jitsu instructionals right now don't take into account for certain other type of learning styles. And what's also like really bugged out is when you buy a Jiu-Jitsu instructional, you don't know what teaching style a certain Jiu-Jitsu athlete has. That's right. So there are some Jiu-Jitsu uh, instructionals, namely the, uh, the Danaher ones, right, which are insanely popular in the Jiu-Jitsu world right now. Mm-hmm. I, I know everybody who has at least one Danaher um, DVD like loaded up in the laptop. That guy can talk for 18 hours straight in one instructional. Right. And he's very verbose, very thorough in the way he teaches techniques. But if you get bored very easily, let's say you have ADHD, let's say you have um, some type of like um, hard time focusing, like hard time focusing. Let's right? say You're
1: just like a regular person, but you didn't snore Adderall right before you yeah. started that video. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> like you're not going to be able to like learn how to finish an outside heel hook because it's going to take you 16 minutes to get to the point. Have right? either of you watched the Danaher instruction yeah, or watched, tried to? I watched a full one on my way to uh, Japan. And that was a 14-hour flight. And I still didn't finish it. I So, here's the thing. I didn't finish it in complete. Like, I, I'm missing, like, the last 25%. I was watching it on 1.25 speed. I took, like, two 20-minute naps. And I woke up, like, oh, crap, it's still on. So, <laughs> I try to watch the full thing. And it is insanely hard. I was literally locked in a box for 14 hours. It's like, watch this video or disassociate. Yeah, and it was, it was insanely difficult to watch a Dan, her instructional video. So... Before you actually think about buying a jiu-jitsu instructional video, you should, like, think about the way that you like to learn, right? right? Are you better in a classroom setting where you can, like, ask the physical person, like, not just the person behind the screen a question, right? Or do you learn, like, you can see a move 18 times, but until you do it with a training partner, is it actually going to have any effect on your game? Or do you know that you're a person who, like, only learns through demonstration? Like, okay, the more that I see it, the better I am at it. Right. Right. So I think those these are all questions that you have to answer to yourself or ask yourself before you buy an instruction and start like dumping out the wall in the PayPal to uh to BJ fanatics. Chobani, do you think
2: they're fake? Instructionals? Instructionals. I think it's in the middle. In Look, the middle. Like yeah. I, I can I from my experience, um, I also watch on Dan or her one point five speed and I have had to go back multiple times. Like I can't watch, I can't sit in a box and my ADHD won't let me, but I can sit down for like 30 minutes, watch it on 1.5 speed, take notes, rewind, fast forward. So like, I will say instructionals have been a form for me to... Do the learning that I was supposed to do in school, like the same way that the teacher was like, you'll read this chapter X, Y and Z and do and take notes or whatever, study this. That's how I do instructionals now. And obviously that has come to that was partially because of COVID. Right. My limited time on the mat forced me to do other ways to or find other ways to get better, much like everybody else or
1: someone who's been injured. Like yeah, I watch or, more instructionals when I'm absolutely.
2: injured. Absolutely. And then now this is just now this is more of the coaching side. Sometimes I'll watch instructionals more so I can get kind of like a POV on how to explain something differently. Like I do half guard. I think I'm a pretty decent half guard player. I've been doing it for 10 years. That said, I know that there are some things that I do that I may not be able to articulate as well as somebody else. So like I'll watch for example, something like Hurst back take system, be like, okay, I take the back, but maybe he explains something. So I'll also use it in that sense. Um, but there's so much trash out there that I want to say that there is a lot of it is tr- a lot of them are fake. Yeah. A lot of them, not only are they fake, but they just, and maybe fake isn't the right word, but a lot of them is just like the same shit you can find on YouTube. Fuff. So kind of to piggyback off of what Ray and Grahalis were saying, like before you go out there and, you know, Waste two, three hundred dollars on somebody just because they're the best. Maybe you don't learn well from Gordon Ryan. Go on YouTube. Go on Reddit. There's yeah. so much acts. There's so much uh, ways you can kind of test out and kind of filter what you like to learn, how you like to learn. I think everybody that does jiu jujitsu, some part of their brain. Ha- or some part of their personality has to be like, I have to learn things with my hands. Yeah. So nonetheless, you're going to have to come to class and you're gonna, or you're going to have to go find somebody to do what you're watching anyways. But yeah, like Ray was saying, like if you don't, if you don't have that attention span, then maybe Danaher isn't for you, especially if you don't yeah. want to watch a video at 1.5 speed.
0: I think Jomani made a great point that before you buy the $500 Gordon Ryan instructional like a DVD package, there are plenty, if not so many, like free jujitsu instructionals or free jujitsu content. content content out yeah. there. Right. Like shout out to this one uh black belt out there on YouTube. I forget his name. He's like a red-haired uh jiu- John black. Thomas? John Thomas. That's what Shout out to John Thomas. I'm sorry I forgot your name. But shout out to John Thomas. That guy comes out with like full 15, 16-minute videos every single week. And he has like very legitimate athletes on there. I remember I had this one question about like or I was curious about, like, Andy Murasaki's, like, Underhook Delahiva like, Baron Bolo system. Yeah. And you know what? He had Andy Murasaki, like, explain the whole thing for free in, like, a 16-minute video. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start hitting this. Yeah. This grip will make you pass anyone's guard. Yeah.
2: When I was, like, into The Matrix, he had Langeker and yeah. H- es- Espen Mathias and out there. So, like, you know, shout-outs to John So,
0: Thomas. I guess these are all, like, free, like, teasers that you can watch on... Um, Like YouTube platforms or free platforms, like like the John Thomas. I mean, BJJ Fanatics has a YouTube website where they'll basically have like sample
1: chunks. Yeah. Where they'll have that. It it won't be like typically it won't be an actual excerpt from the DVD, but they'll have the athlete on and the Habanero Faria being the uke and being like, "Hey guys, great honor for me." Yeah. Um. So and so is going to show X Y Z, and they show it. And if the person comes on and they like, they can't fucking speak. Yeah. Like. Because in some case, literally, maybe they're not speaking like the target language, and they have to have an interpreter. And you are like, "Oh shit, I got to read subtitles too." This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Maybe it's not for you. Maybe right? it's not for you. That, that that's your favorite. That's your best uh, Bernardo Fire impersonation. Well, I want to hear your Bernardo. Okay, Farrer I'll go impression. first. No, no, no. I'll go I first. I just, I just, no. I just uh-huh. did it. Hey, it's a let huge honor
2: for me, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure being here with my guy. Hey, Munch and uh, Grahalis.
0: I don't. I don't I think did. that that's a pretty good. But, but I think he, you can go farther. Okay, let me see. Okay. Oh, th- okay, guys. <laughs> Bernardo Faria here. I huge honor for me. I am here today with Joe Manch. He is what going is. to show butterfly Garch. That's pretty good. That's pretty I, good. I, he, he definitely has that tone. You have that depth of the voice. Yeah, you got to speak from the diaphragm yeah, when you come for him. I, I can't for that. speaking. That's good. <laughs> so but, there are plenty of uh, free. <laughs> there are plenty of free outlets out around there if you want to like try and um, see if like this person's individual teaching style is going to work out. And just sample the instruction before you actually try it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Giovanni um. made two other great points, w- which I think are number one: a lot of the people who buy these videos, especially like the really systemic types of videos, they're coaches. So like, re- like that's not the vast, ma- obviously that's not the vast majority of people who do jujitsu. But if you're like, well, who are these fucking idiots who are bu- who are spending three thousand dollars buying all these Danaher videos or all these Gordon Ryan videos or whatever? They're people who are like teaching class and they're like, shit. What am I going to show in class for the next like two or three months? How am I going to be able to explain this system? Because it's like I know how to beat up my students, but I might not know how to teach my students how to do anything besides be a clone of me. That's the only thing I know how to do is is do my type of Mm -hmm. jujitsu. And then, so they're buying them. I know that's one reason why I I watch them now more so than when I was, you know, like a blue belt or whatever. And then the other good point was that a lot of the stuff in instructionals is essentially fake or it's fluff like the whole idea of like how many fucking half guard dvds can there be out there like i'm going to release one at this point it's crazy there's so
2: many of them not to cut you off but like talk about fluff I'm, i i was watching this i'm not going to name any names on this one but basically he was going over how to take the back from turtle we've done jiu-jitsu long enough to know, seatbelt hooks. Yeah. He spent 10 minutes talking about why the seatbelt is important. So there's definitely some of these instructions, like you yeah. don't have to spend 10 minutes to be like, I need to cover their shoulder and be a backpack. Like you can, there, so much fluff is in these contests. And even even Dana her stuff, like I get it. He has a lot of important details. But man, so much of his shit is like, yes, I want this grip because this, and he'll repeat that in seven different ways, and it's like, I got you the first two times, fam. You can move on from here.
0: So a good um, contributor to like this point that we're making is like, I recently downloaded a Submeta IO's like introduction to heel hooks. Oh, and he spends like thirty minutes just talking about the anatomy of the knee. Yeah, like when you do an outside heel hook, it stretches this tendon. When you do an inside heel hook, it stretches this tendon. When you're in fifty-fifty, it stretches your. I mean, your fucking- he has a
1: PhD in knees, so he no, has to, he has to
0: flax. That's <laughs> that's fine, bro. But honestly, it's just this common symptom of. Any real area of study, like they have this in physics, they have this in mathematics primarily, where you get so deep in the knowledge of the individual, like niche topic that you're studying that you literally just forget how to talk to regular people.
2: But what's nice about sub meta, and I don't I can't say for all the topics, but sometimes what uh what he'll do is that like he'll separate them in by by like topics. So it'll be like the anatomy of the knee, and then it's like how to get the grip and you know that that kind of if you don't want to li- you know if you don't want to watch that you can kind of skip through it rather than like if you're watching an instructional sometimes you have to like literally fucking fast forward and toggle and
0: shit so, so yes i completely agree there are certain strides being made in just instructionals where you don't have to rewind the vhs tape to like come with that detail you can just click on like the part where you say like oh i want to learn and about click on the good part of the vhs yeah. tape <laughs> <laughs> we all know what part that is <laughs> But the problem is that with a lot of these instructionals that I found is that you'll and this is the problem that I found in the Danaher video, right? Where somebody once John Danaher, whoever, will be talking for like 20, 30 minutes, and then there's just like one sentence, one 30-second clip that like really surmises everything. everything. Or is like or it's like really great like knowledge that everybody should hear. But if you weren't paying attention to that 30-second clip, or if you skipped over it because you didn't know it was in this, like buried within this like 30-minute oh, gobbledygook, you missed the entire thing. And you lost so much value. Sometimes
2: the video is 50 minutes. What he said was at 38 minutes, 25 seconds, 32 yeah. minutes. And it's like, fam, what? You could have yeah. said this at the
0: beginning and saved yeah. us bad time. Like this this is all problems, where, like you just an Or or even I, I think
1: one of the biggest problems is, and we're talking about like the fakeness of like or versus realness. A lot of times I'll be watching an instructional. And there's never one sequence where they show the move from beginning to end they like they'll show the first grip and then they start talking, and then they like reset the position and then they'll show like another grip and then they keep talking and then, but they never actually show the whole fucking move. Yeah. they're just like doing a lecture where they're just like grabbing onto people, and that's fine to like learn about what they're trying to show and it's like interesting for me now it's easier for me to internalize that information after training Jitsu for like seven years
2: but I don't know what the move is like yeah. I need to see the move and now this is where I don't want to sound like a Lachlan Giles Nutrider, but after again I most do. of work, Lachlan <laughs> Giles send me a black belt dog. You my non-formal instructor, um, but then at the end of each of his topics, he'll pull like summary. So he'll so like if you go like how to use the underhook, he'll show you all the stuff, and then most of the time, as far as I know, at the bottom it'd be like summary, and then it's like okay, this I use it, and he kind of shows it all together. But you're right, there is a lack of like. How does this look like when I do it live? How does it look like when I put these two, three moves that are supposed to go together? So if you don't have that experience, or if you don't have that, like if you haven't reached that level yet, then you're just seeing a bunch of moves, and it's not any different than when you're in class, and you're just as lost. So one right? thing
0: about Submeta I.O. that I really don't like, oh and oh no. maybe I'll catch this you a on fight. This. Damn. No, it's not going to really gonna be a fight. But if it's you hear any
2: f- punches, it's Grahala's beating up Ray.
0: It's the first thing that I've ever seen in an online jiu-jitsu platform. Where I, when I was doing the. Um, meta I.O. is because, again, I was injured, just like Rahala said. I had a bunch of time on my hands where I couldn't do jiu-jitsu. So I was just on the treadmill, getting my steps in to make sure I wasn't like gaining weight and becoming an ultra-heavyweight, right? So I was do- watching the instructional, and at the end of each chapter, there's a fucking quiz. Oh, yes, exercises. I, I fuck with that. You I'm fuck not- with the
2: quizzes? Well, yes, because, one, it, it if you're watching it, obviously, as somebody who has a hard time focusing, it like—and look— I've watched, I've skipped to the exercise and I'm like, I, they're very simple. So I'm like, I don't have to know about, oh, if, is this position better than the other? The picture will usually tell you, but I like it because usually they're short, but two, it also just like, okay, did I miss this in the video? Sometimes I have gotten one wrong and I'm like, oh, I I missed that. Let me go back to it real quick. Oh, that's what he meant. But at the same time, I can see where you're coming from and it's definitely mad annoying.
1: I don't do. I haven't. I haven't used uh, some of IEO yet. But I, I. I know this from talking to Ray. Ray doesn't like it because he had fucking nursing school PTSD. <laughs> he, he's like. He's like. He had a. He had the moment. The flashback of like like zoning out during a fucking four hour lecture and then all of a sudden his professor is like asking a question and there's a question on the slide and he's like I have no fucking idea what this is he's like wait what is the range of potassium
0: I don't know I don't know what's going on No, so there are some times where I'm like that right where he's talking about a very specific question it's like when you're in like the oh okay no, no it's like Hey, he shows a picture of a leg entanglement. And it's yeah. like, what is the name of this leg entanglement? Is it outside Ashi? Is it cross Ashi? Is it 50-50, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, shit. I completely forgot about Like, I was... Yeah, word. Yeah. Right? I was on the treadmill. I was focusing on my steps. He's thinking about I, God. Yeah, I was thinking about God. <laughs> I, I, don't, I actually don't know the name of this. And all of a sudden, I get flashbacks from nursing school, right? Yeah. But also, sometimes they'll be like... He'll have like a grip underneath somebody's leg, and he will be like, "Is this called an underhook or an overhook?" And I'm like, but why the fuck are you asking me this?" Like, <laughs> make sure you're paying attention. That,
1: that that's like too weak, Ray. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll say underhook or overhook to white belts the, or blue belts, in, and they fuck it up. So, yeah.
2: And and to be fair, like jujitsu, it's not structured in that way. Like, look, talk about that saddle position. Saddle has like three different names. Yes, yeah. saddle. What is it? Honey hole. Mm. uh four one one. All these fucking things uh,
0: inside, uh, inside Sankaku, right? So, like, yeah. there's definitely part of that where, like, there's
2: certain things that have all these weird names, but essentially, there's it's the same fucking move,
0: yeah, you yeah. know, same position. So, personally, I still don't think Jujitsu instructions are fake, even though, even, th- even, even
2: though he has a Jujitsu instructional word, <laughs> word up.
0: I mean, Grahalis and I don't think they're fully fake. I, I so I think we have a good mi- mix of opinions here because I think they're completely fake. And maybe like I'll divulge more into like my opinion right now. But then we also have Giovanni who thinks like, ah, they're kind of fake, but like I kind of use them. So they're still kind of real. And then we have the uh, just instructional supremacist. Supremacist. Right <laughs> I got here. all of them. I got all of them. Right. So here's the reason why I think they're fake. Right. Now, this is my personal experience. Obviously, I'm about to be very biased right now, but I have the opportunity and the blessing to live in New York City where I can literally, like, when I was training at the peak of my training, I was a blue belt training in, like, the dungeons, right, with Giovanni, I could literally go up to Crocodile Dundee, and this happened. It's like, I, I, like, you won Worlds using a Barambolo. Can I ask you a question about a Barambolo? That's and he was like, yeah, I got five minutes, and yeah. then he literally answered every single fucking question I had about the Barambolo, yeah. right? Shout out to Crocodile Dundee for showing me those magic um burnbelo content. But also like I am also pretty well connected in the jiu-jitsu verse, right? Um shout out to my man the Costa Rican king when I had a, a question about the Darce choke and he won fucking 80cc with the fucking Darce choke, right? I was like, "Yo, can you show me this one detail about the dark choke that makes you finish faster?" And he was like, "Yeah, do this instead." And I was like, "Word?" And then that's it. I didn't need to buy his fucking $200 instructional to get that one piece of information that now makes me a darts master. Yeah. You know, so I feel that a lot of these people, if you just look them out online, they probably have some free content that allows you to just answer that one question because a lot of people all the time say like, oh, I want to pass guard like this guy. Yeah. Or, "Oh, I want to sweep people like this guy. I want to play sparta guard like this woman, right? Like, if you just look on their Instagram, they probably have a real that just explains how they do it in, like, 30 seconds. Or sometimes they don't have an instructional. Like, I know for the longest time, Murillo didn't
1: do any instructionals. Mm -hmm. And I think they recorded one, and it wasn't released. There was something going on with that. But for a long time, if you wanted to learn how to pass like Murillo, you had to watch the BJJ Scout videos, or you had to train at Unity. It was like one or the other. You couldn't—there was no—you know, like— there wasn't any like paid content from him to do. So sometimes you just had to use other resources.
0: Sure. There were some Shaolin Monk masters out there that never divulged their secrets. Yeah. But for the most part, like like even like I'll use that as like, a counterpoint, right? There was an already in depth instructional video on like how to pass or at least how he did his passes and was like able to generate as much pressure in those passes that he that he does. Mm. Um, I believe there's just so much free content out there that at least is more beneficial to my learning style, right? Yeah, for sure. Because I, w- when I'm talking about like why I watched the John Danaher 14-hour video, it was because I was literally locked in the box, Yeah, right? Like there was nothing else to do. I could either order more rice balls on And the his plate. girlfriend was
1: there so he couldn't do anything else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he couldn't load up no other videos. Kid, I don't know if you have to cut that out, but... Please don't. <laughs> no, I mean, she was just watching like m- like Only Murders in the Building on like Hulu or something. Yeah, that word. show
2: is lit, though. I hate that show. I watched the first two seasons. It was kind of fun.
0: Okay, well, there's some people who like it. I don't like it.
2: I don't have any opinions. I- I'm just. I love Selena Gomez. Marry me, Selena. Word. Gomez.
0: word. <laughs> That's him shooting his shot. So I, I also think jujitsu instructionals are fake because one, there's just there's just so many out there that say the same thing. Yes, right. Like, and here's the thing, right? Like, if we talk about our example on like half guard instructionals, right? And we talk about the people who watch jujitsu instructionals or just practice jujitsu in general are like typically blue belts and under. Yeah. Right. There are so many people that would just benefit from just hearing the words, just like when you're in half guard, stay on your side, defend the cross face, get an underhook. That's all you have to do. That's, I just explained half guard for 90% of people who do jujitsu in 10 seconds. Yeah. Right. But if you, and and here's the bugged out part of instructionals every single instruction on half guard basically teaches that, it's just three hours on that. Just more yeah. esoteric ways to defend the crossface or more detailed ways or more fundamental ways to get an underhook or, like, sneaky ways to stay on your side. But it's all the same thing.
1: I just realized I am the jiu-jitsu supremacist because I'm going to I'm gonna say why that's a good thing, Okay. Wh- which is whenever it comes to any sort of, like, source of information, like, if, especially if you're able to look at the, the ac- academia or the sciences or whatever, there should be a consensus about, like, what is real. Like, so, like, imagine if, imagine if that wasn't true, if those three things you said are, are not true, and they are then every jiu-jitsu instructional you saw about half guard would be different. If they were all like really, really different and they were like, oh, actually it's really great to get double underhooked from the bottom half guard. Then it'd be like, well, jiu is fake. Like, like how could it be that all of these things are true that are like mutually exclusive and it's like, it can't like there has to be some sort of shared consensus and if there is a shared consensus because it is reality then you're gonna see the same shit in all of them so like if you go like to go to nursing school like all the textbooks they all say the same content Uh, you'll take multiple classes Uh, obviously there's like different situations like different disease processes but when you hear about osteoporosis osteoporosis is osteoporosis whether you're dealing with like an adult population or geriatric population you're learning about it on orientation or in a textbook they're going to be telling you the same like 10 things about it and that's never going to change because that's something that's well very well understood and the same way that like half guard is very well understood now does that mean we need ten thousand videos no but i think it would be weird if they weren't all like carbon copies of each other
2: and to like follow up what Ray said, right? Let's say you wanted to learn from the Costa Rican king and you like the way he showed Darce. Then, what's nice, and this is where, I guess that's why I'm in the middle, right? Because, like, what if he has an instructional on how to hit Darces from other positions and you like the way he teaches? Now, off of that free, you just went to his page, you like what he showed, now you can go purchase his instructional if you're interested in spending that money, right? But, that said, there is a lot of shitty content out there because there's people out there that don't know how to speak in front of a microphone. They're just like, Underhook sweep. Do it. Right. You know, and it's yeah. like that's also not helpful to anybody. Shout out to the Paul Harris instructionals <laughs> Lake
1: lock
0: series. They're, like one of the big problem that I also have with jiu-jitsu instructionals is that some of them are way too niche. Yeah. Right? Some of them like when you try to buy them, like I, I believe like there are some like instructionals where it's only like <laughs> <laughs> This is like, we're going to talk with like three hours about this specific position that only I play in like major competitions because my physical body and anatomy allows me to play. And you're just going to watch me play this position that you probably can't play. But I play really this position
1: because this is the only thing that ever works on Leandro Lowe. Yeah, like,
0: I, it's <laughs> like, uh, I'm not rolling with Leandro Lowe, so I don't know about that one. Like, And there are some positions where honestly, they're just too advanced for most people, right? Like one of the things that I honestly regret buying is Keenan Cornelius' lapel encyclopedia. One because it's pretty lengthy, and I've already talked about how I don't want to sit down for eighteen hours and just study like one specific thing. But two, geese like, fake. That's why <laughs> <laughs> the geese sucks. Damn! Like in order for you to like fully understand and apply a lot of these topics, you have to become a dedicated lapel guard playing expert. Right? You, you got to do it. You got to do it. But you know, you, you don't. You have just have to do it. You have to do it a lot. It's an investment. And you have to just change your entire game in order to do this. Like, if you were a half guard player, and like, I'm not really sweeping people from half guard. I've kind of reached, like, a rut or, like, a, um, uh, an apex in my skill in this, uh, like, particular area of jiu-jitsu. I'm going to switch over to lapel guard. You have to switch your entire game. Like, you cannot do it against white belts. You cannot do it against black belts. You have to do it against everybody, right? And that's the really the only way to learn some of the content in these instructionals is to really devote a massive amount of your time, or at least mat time, to actually implementing the things that are um, taught in these instructionals. And honestly, sometimes it's not even worth it, right? Because some of these techniques are so niche that they only work in the highest levels of competition. Like I, the lapel guards, like if you go into chapter, I think I, last time I looked on the app, it was like chapter 47, I was like, the lapel encyclopedia? He's going to talk... He was literally talking about like pell techniques that he used against Leandro Lowe. Yeah. That, right? I, that's what I was saying. I was saying you're right. not cheating. <laughs> but, like, his whole reasoning is like, when Lowe did this, I had to do this. I was like, okay. So, if Lowe ever comes back from the grave and I have to fight him in a jiu-jitsu match, then I, at least I know what to do. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Lowe returns. <laughs> R.P. But... If he's not returning back from the grave due to the Necronomicon, right? Like, I'm not going to have to use these techniques. And that's what? like, that's exactly how niche some of these Jiu-Jitsu instructionals can get, right? If you're not, like, specifically preparing for ADCC to fight, um, what's it say, Dante Leone. In like the semifinals, and then fight PJ Barch right afterwards. You're not gonna know how to do. All, you're not gonna need to know how to do all these specific leg entries, leg entries, and wrestling takedown sequences. Oh man, this is Ray versus Anthony episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm just letting you get off,
1: and then I have to come in the middle and kind of yeah. sort it out. So I mean, like, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, they don't need it, but at the same time, like, if you watch a video and then you train it for a while, and then you're like, oh shit, now I can actually, like, wrestle up on Dante Leon now because I watched Nicky Ryan's, like, Wrestle Up series. Then guess what? You're going to wrestle up on everyone in your fucking (laughs) jail. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like, like, well, this works on Dante Leon, but it's not going to work on that cock diesel fucking blue belt who drops in twice a week. No, it's going to work on him too. And so there's some aspect of, yeah, like, sometimes they go like really, really niche and they'll go to like specific examples of people. But I mean, that's something I I do when I'm talking, when I'm talking about like my favorite moves or situations where like this move, I'm like, oh, this move doesn't work. And I'll call out someone specific. I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm training with the Iron Ogre. I can't do this to him because he could deadlift 2000 pounds and he just throws me out of the window. So like instead I try to do this other thing. So that could be niche. In, in one way, but the thing is, like, there's not a lot of iron ogres out there, but there are some. And for me, the iron ogre is the iron ogre, but if you're, like, 100 pounds, the iron ogre is, like, just, like, some fat dude,
2: right? Yeah. So, like... And I mean, like, isn't that what jiu-jitsu is? Shouldn't we learn more shit? So, maybe I am a half-guard player, and my half-guard isn't working on uh, the... What was it that we... The, the iron gore. I- the, the, or- the iron ogre. ogre. The iron ogre, right? So, now I have to learn something else. And like like Rahali said, now what I learned to work against... The iron orger, now it works against the fucking everybody else. And then that's gonna come a point where that's not gonna work. And now you have to go learn something else. And that's kinda how you de- I mean, that, that is, that's why Jiu Jitsu is never ending, right? Because you're constantly, hopefully, you keep an open mind and you're trying Every to learn. Every day's school day. Right. Let's fully hate, though.
0: So I'll we fully, have to, I'll we have fully start hate. hate I'll it. fully hate right now. Right. So before the podcast and the pre-show, we literally said, come up with some jiu-jitsu instructionals that you know for a fact are either garbage or there's just a better version of them out there. Right. Okay. I'm gonna start out with something that people might not know. Okay. Right. There are a lot of athletes out there that accredit a lot of their success to specific jujitsu instructionals. Right. right. They said, I learned what I just did to win the ADCC East Coast trials from this instructionals, right? Case in point, Andrew Wilty Right? When he was doing like all those events and sunning everybody. He said, like, how are you so good at knee cutting? How are you so good at passing a Nogi? He said, I watched Gordon Ryan's instructional, and that's it, right? Now, no hate to Andrew Wilty. I love the guy, right? He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite, like, online uh, coaches. But that whole buzzsaw chaining passing system is just, like, a more, like, faster-paced version of Gordon Ryan's, like, passing, like, system, right? He just does it, like, a little bit faster-paced and just called it the buzzsaw system. Because he's smaller. Yeah, and now it's his entire, like, brand. And this is a problem that is systemic in the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructional world where somebody uses, I don't know, Hadra Gracie's closed guard system. And all of a sudden they call it like the, the Marco Duarte or close yeah. guard system. And they just release the same instructional. But instead of Hadra Gracie explaining it, it's Marco Duarte explaining it, you know. And there are many people who did this. Also, case in point, the hillbilly hammer, right? Not a lot of people know this, right? But Maybe he's Black Belt Brothers with Jomani right here because he watched the Lachlan Giles in like, uh, leg lock system, just completely adopted it. And now it's like the Hillbilly Hammer leg lock system, right? All of his instructionals, because I watched the Submeta IO, like leg lock system yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Submeta I.O. And then I also watched like maybe two hours of the Hillbilly Hammers because, I mean, I like the way he talks. He talks funny. He even says that. Like, oh, it people- looks funny <laughs> in a good way. No beef. And I was like, wait, this is what Lachlan Giles was saying. Now, honestly, like, we can go into the discussion of, like, how authentic jiu-jitsu can really be because there's this whole other topic of, like, do people really create moves because there was probably some catch wrestler in the 1930s in Alabama wrestling his brother, like, who also did, like, an inverted heel hook for the first time, right? Like... Like people say like, oh, I created the, the Eddie lock, right? It's like, no, you fucking didn't. There's this picture of this Japanese dude in the 40s actually doing it, right? There's a statue uncovered.
1: from 3000 BC <laughs>
0: like doing it. Yeah. So how much of jiu-jitsu do you actually discover? Can you just reinvent or repopularize certain techniques, right? So I'm not saying that these people are biters or plagiarists. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that a lot of people get popular doing moves that are already like, um, like ha- we're systemized, right? They're already yeah. established. Already established, already systemized, and they just reintroduce it into the jiu jitsu sphere, and that's why, like, I believe that instructional is fake because a lot of times when you buy the newest, latest instructional, that instructional was basically already made, and it's just a carbon copy of something that was released in 2013. Yeah,
1: or in that case, something that was released like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so those are my like two examples. I think like, like I think I still think they're great examples, worth their salt in actual terms of content, but like significantly, significantly, like culturally wise in the jiu jitsu sphere. I think, like, the buzzsaw system, the leg lock system from the Hillbilly Hammer, they're, they're kind of fake, right? You might as well just watch the Lachlan Giles or the Gordon Ryan DVD once. Yeah. Going back to what Anthony said
2: earlier, um, there has to be this general consensus of stuff, right? So if the Hillbilly Hammer goes, yo, I do this— he he's probably going to show this something that's closely related to where he learned it from cuz it works. Now he's taller, he has a different body type, so he might be like, "Okay, my underhook is this, whatever." So there's definitely like going to be some smaller details that, you know, he might add in there, but in the grand scheme of things, yes, you're right. There is always going to be that and there's always going to exist that. What I think there's lacking, much like we've mentioned in the past, is people trying to stand out like, "Okay, sure you do your half guard and maybe to what something else anthony said right maybe show me how you put it together why don't you show me an instructional and be like okay i do this this and that okay and then you know be creative with your content and try to do it in a way that okay we're here talking about all the things we don't like about instructionals if we go out and we put our own instructionals and do the same thing we're talking about then like we have no right it's doing that so if you're gonna go out there we're not saying don't buy them don't uh Put your own content out. But at the very least, like, one, if you're buying them, do your research. Don't just spend $300 on YouTube, you know, see who you like, see who you don't like. If you're the one putting it out there, if you if you were inspired by other people, then how can I word it different? How can I put this content out in a different way? I think that, like, that's always going to be a thing, though. Like, motherfuckers always want copy, especially yeah. in jiu-jitsu.
0: So I'm trying to stay a little bit on topic. But, Giovanni, what is the just instructional that you've seen or watched or heard of? That you think is just garbage. Damn, does garbage mean that I hate it? Can I say it's garbage and I still watch it? You should sure, explain
2: yeah. why you think it's garbage. You're All the, all the Danaher and Gordon ones, I th- and
0: maybe garbage, maybe gar- maybe garbage <laughs> isn't God, the right word. <laughs> the, the two most popular ones yeah, yeah. ever released. Um, let me see who else. Now, so why are the well, Danaher and Gordon well, ones garbage?
2: Okay, I don't think that they're entirely garbage, but I think that from twelve, you can make this into a four-hour thing. I think that there's a lot of garbage in there. I think that they talk way too much. I think that they. There's I always call Danaher like an encyclopedia because if you're looking f- to dive into like the fucking fine print, like how do I use the analogy, like if you want to see how your iPhone break uh, works, you open it up and like that's that's a Danaher fucking instructional. You're inside there and know everything. That said, that motherfucker talks too much. He talks so slow. It's for me, I hate it. Um any I think 90, I'm um, 98% of the half guard instructionals on BJ Fanatics, garbage. All of them. I don't care who you are. Ninety-eight percent of them, oh, ninety-nine. Fuck it. Ninety-nine percent of y'all all half guard instructionals on in BJJ, garbage. Lucas
0: Leach, two-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, garbage. Garbage. He has like five of them. He's a f- <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, I, I think like if,
2: one, if you have no B one, if you have just as much content on YouTube about your instructional, garbage. Garbage. Yeah. What about you, Anthony? Um. So. To stay on topic,
1: because we're going to have to do another one about this. Okay. <laughs> but to stay on topic on the hate, it's the Mikey Musimeshi ones.
0: I hate them. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I hate them so much. <laughs> and I love Mikey Musimeshi. He's I want to like be clear. Nice. That was Anthony
0: Grijalas. or that?
1: i sure I would love to get Paso him. I know like he's a great competitor, and I'm sure he's a great coach.
2: He's beloved in the community. He's
1: beloved. Dar, Frigatoni, whatever. You yeah. might get
2: jumped before Ray.
1: No, Ray's getting jumped for. Like,
2: was like hundred pounds. He don't live around here, so I, I'm okay. Oh man,
1: uh, so it's like, and, and here's the other things. Like he's he's come out and said, yeah, they were terrible because they are like, especially when you watch the first few. Like, yeah, hold on.
0: I, I think you have to make the clear distinction when you say the Mikey Musi Instructionals. The first ones that he made out while well, he was still like sponsored by Challenger and Venom. I also agree. Aren't they easily the most easily digestible? Yeah,
1: they're right. undigestible. Yeah. They're
0: they're <laughs> fucking rocks. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, they don't make any sense. And I'm watching this. I'm like. I'm mentally ill because <laughs> <laughs> I watched some the talk for 40 minutes about ankle locks and I haven't seen an ankle lock. I, have, I, I can't, see, there's no feet in the frame. I don't know what he's talking about anymore. He's just talking about like double frames and building castles. I you know? do he's talking about Baron Bola. He's like, yeah, if you watch the Baron Bowl DVD and it's like, okay, I get it. Like, because he has like multiple systems that are interconnected and some of them like I might not be interested in. It. I might be interested in like learning how to do like a, a leg lock like him, but not interested in doing And bolos. But he should reference it because they are connected. It's like okay, well, when this move doesn't work, sometimes you could do something else, and you can see that in another DVD. But he doesn't say it the way I said it. Okay. He just starts fucking bugging out about <laughs> barrengolos, and, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like,
0: yeah, but how are you ankle lock this <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> what are you doing? If we're, if we're going on like full, like just <laughs> an instructional hate. Yeah. I watched the same one where it's like. I think it was like the Ankle Lock DVD, right? It's the one where he's in like the, the blue basement and he's like doing with Hanado Canuto. Um, How far I, did I, you get in? So I got in pretty far. I got in like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. What? He has but, one but, with Hanado and he
1: has one with his sister. I got, there, I got 30 was, seconds. There in was
0: one portion of it. Where he's talking about the ankle lock, and then all of a sudden he goes into this story about like how he used to like do ankle locks on like a stuffed teddy bear when he was a kid, yeah. and how he used to like grapple with this teddy bear. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? What, are you, about? what, are, you talking what about? are you talking? about? What are you talking about? He's Building
2: a relationship with his viewers. What do you mean? He's building rapport. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's his version of like Craig Jones, like making like gay sex jokes. But, yeah, but, you I, but, I,
0: but I already bought the DVD. You don't need to build rapport. You, I, because you is, got my money. This so is so that way, to be when the reels, not yeah, in the video. Yeah.
2: So that way, when you see him, you'd be like, Yo, I also ankle lock my teddy bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were they were so bad.
2: So, they were so bad. They were rough. They're
1: awful. Yeah. And he got excoriated. Like he got dissed on, you know, shout out to Reddit. He got dissed on Reddit. But he even went to Reddit and said, Yeah, they, you know, they weren't good. Like, I didn't know how to teach to like a camera because the camera is different. Like, if yeah. I'm looking around the room and I see people's faces and they're just like giving me blank stares, they don't know what's going on. I okay, I'm like, let me make this short and I'll just go around and I'll work with them one-on-one. If you're teaching to a camera, you don't. There's no one there, so you don't right. know how they're interpreting yeah. it. You're also trying to fill airtime because there's no one talking back to you. You can't ask questions, and so I get it. If I film an instructional, well, it's gonna fucking suck too. Yeah, and I probably am, and it is gonna suck. But like, if we're looking at like, like, like the best content as far as like moves and techniques done at the highest level, and we're looking at like the best athletes and them putting out DVDs that people might find interesting because like, oh man, he hit like a world record. He hit like a two second ankle lock to win the world championship. I want to see it, and then you're watching, it and you're just like. I just fucking flushed that money down the toilet. <laughs> 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 then I got I, I it's my and for sure. Oh man. So, Number one with the bullet.
0: I've already talked about like how um there are certain instructionals that are still like good, but they just like add more fluff to the entire instructional pool, right? And that was my example of like um the Daisy Fresh guys just adding more content that's already out there and it's pretty good quality. But one thing that I also have a problem with is the Gordon Ryan instructionals, but not for the same reason where like you know, he's talking about like he'll hooks for eight hours. Or he's doing it with his girlfriend who's like eighty pound okay. That's there the you problem go. that I have. Yeah. So if you ever watch a Gordon Ryan instructional, here's the thing Gordon Ryan is competing against the best grapplers in the world. Yeah. And the best grapplers in the world are like 200 pounds Brazilian dudes. Yeah. So you would think that he, he would have at least Bernardo Faria, at least a demonstrator or Giancarlo. On, or John Bondoni, right? Like some somebody who like size parody is proportional to his size, right? So he can actually show you like what these moves like or what these moves look like um, with somebody relative to your size, because that's really who people are training with, right? There are some people out there, like the Giant Slayer, who's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to take down the Giants. I'm 80 pounds, but I'm going to take down like 300-pound dudes. Like, sure, but that's not the majority of people who are but training. That's why that's his nickname. Sure, but the majority of people that are training blue belts below are just finding their clone in the gym that they just get or get along with really well, and they just train with them for like 90% of their rounds, right? So the, the problem with the Gordon Weil Instructionals is that he's taking his Brazilian girlfriend and... <laughs> Who's like ninety pounds, like, and fifty of them in her, is in her chest, right? Yeah, and she's like a foot shorter than him, <laughs> like a foot shorter than him. She like, she's honestly half his size, right? Yeah, and none of the moves look like They all look <laughs> they weird. They look weird. Like when you look like at stills, it looks like like Photoshop. Like, yeah. why is this giant freak doing with this Hobbit in this video? What's <laughs> going on? And like, sure, like what he's saying makes a lot of sense, and like has a lot of value but when he's actually demonstrating the moves and that's the whole point of buying an instructional seeing it happen because Gordon Ryan's in your living room and he's teaching you it it just doesn't look right. It's like sometimes when you're, when you're against a guy
1: and he's really big he's like 400 pounds he'll sit back on his feet and you'll have to do this version of the move on him and then he does it
0: to his <laughs> 80 pound girlfriend. <laughs> So like it's it's like the inverse problem that you have with Mikey Musumeshi, where Mikey Musumeshi can show the move really well, yeah, and you see it, and like he, you have to hear him like thirty minute anecdotes about like how he trained with his sister in the garage and how Hinata and him got acai bowls. but eventually when he shows the move, that's it, it's great, yeah, right. But then the inverse is true with the Gordon Ryan ones, where when you see the movie, like I'm even more confused, yeah. right? Why did you why did you get this? I should just get a regular uke. Yeah. I know they're there. <laughs> I know they're in the room. You're in Bernard Fire's house. They're there, like. And, but then what he's saying like makes a lot of sense. You yeah. just hope that he just gets like a regular fucking human being to show it on.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> not that she's not a regular human being. But a she's, regular she's not a regular <laughs> human being, bro. <laughs> okay. Um anybody any other honorable mentions that we want to get out of like bad juice instructionals? Um
1: no. Damn. I mean, the only thing I would do is like I would add on like a little piece between your two bad ones where it's like I actually I found that sometimes I prefer I've preferred people who've, like, ripped off their content. Like, I actually, my favorite, like, Back Attack DVD is Andrew Wiltsey's Back Attack DVD, and it's the the Danaher stuff. And I, I think he jokingly calls, hitting, like, a one-armed rear naked choke, he calls it the Wiltsey choke, but he, <laughs> <laughs> which is, like, stupid. It's, it's just, like, that's just jujitsu. Yeah. But he's like, no, nah, that's the Wiltsey choke. But he knows he's being a clown. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> when I watched that DVD, it was, like, I don't know. It was, like, 40 minutes long or an hour long or something like that as opposed to being 15 hours long. Right. And when I watched Danaher or I watched Gordon or I watched, like, guys who were, like, condensing their stuff on YouTube, for some reason, I don't know why, it didn't make sense. And then one day I watched Andrew Wilties and I'm like, oh, it instantly made sense. And how much of that is because it was Willty and how much of that is just because I, I crossed the invisible amount of the jujitsu knowledge that I needed to be able to internalize that information, I don't know. But sometimes it, it just helps to just, like, re the same shit over and over or, yeah. with a different voice even.
0: Yeah. So... Before we wrap up today's podcast, we got to get the Pendejo of the Week in there. Ooh, okay?
1: Is it Ray Mundo for not shouting out his, his
0: <laughs> instructionals on the instructional It episode. might be. Pendejo of the Week goes to BJ Fanatics. And oh, this is why, right? It's not, It doesn't go to BG, uh, Bernardo Faria because I'm sure he has multiple people in the company that helps him sequester different talents for the actual show, right? It goes to BJ Fanatics as a company because... I think that the biggest culprits of inflating the amount of jiu-jitsu knowledge out there, right? Whether it's, like, filming the upteenth like, heel-hook instructional, right? But primarily because sometimes they just make, like, really stupid instructionals. Case in point, look up on Google right now, the jiu-jitsu for chubby guys. Right or like Word. BJJ
2: for men over forty. Or you right? you mean you're not purchasing Gordon Ryan's preparation to ADCC whatever? It no, was. no. Or or his like oh how to go from like this to like this to or from like tiny know. to Jack? Yeah, like mega bicep well, workout. Yeah. He, he made you're one not purchasing like,
1: that? like the game of kings or something, right? so yeah. I want to shout that one out. <laughs> where he's like the mentality of success.
2: Yeah, when when I'm speaking about Gordon Ryan, I'm I'm mostly speaking about these fucking like. There's one where he. I think most of the instruction was him, like, studying his matches or some shit. It or was like, just,
1: like, match, like, a match breakdown.
2: Yeah, it was... uh um But, yeah, like, that match review shit, like, you're not purchasing that? You're not spending $200 no. to watch Gordon Ryan explain his matches? No. Or,
1: or Gordon Ryan explain his training footage at the Modelfo camp that <gasps> he got into beef with Kanan and JT well, over? Oh, yeah,
2: no. most of the auto squad, yeah.
0: No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm oh, not purchasing damn. that shit. Okay. So, you but should. now the week goes to BJJ Fanatics, right? There's no reason for... I mean... I know in the game of content, you gotta, gotta sling in that tent, you know, you gotta be producing the next and next video. But there's no reason for you to like produce videos that you just know aren't gonna contribute anything to the jiu-jitsu world, right? I mean, the point of a business is to make money, so kudos on him. But you still print that whole the week. Okay. Word. That's gonna wrap it up. This has been episode 27 of the Latinx Guard Podcast. Shout out to all our patrons on Patreon. If you want to become a Chingon of the Week, go to patreon.com forward slash Podcast. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Podcast on Instagram. You can find Jobani at Jobani underscore Rosario. You can find Grahalas at chairman underscore Fu. And you can find me at Rock underscore Faye Okay. Thank you so much um, <clears throat> for tuning in. This has been episode 27. If you want to be a part of the Show Your Old giveaway, um, sponsored by Your We are giving away a Your A2 white gi. Hey. Personally gifted to me by Bear to give out to any of our Patreon subscribers on Patreon. If you are uh, cheating going to the week, you are automatically entered to win this Your Roll gi. The results are... Go- no, the contest is going to be ending next week when we f- uh, start filming uh, episode 28 of the Latinx Guard podcast and then when we announce the winner on episode 29 of the Latinx Guard podcast. So hey. stay tuned to find out if you win the show your roll a two g hold
1: right to that okay <laughs> up to episode twenty nine if you don't announce it, it just
0: be up in the DMs yes. so you, they can actually oh, I'm not gonna tell them <laughs> oh yeah I'm not gonna tell them <laughs> what Both they can subscribe, actually do don't subscribe. the secret okay. information okay. thank you so much for listening guys episode twenty seven is over bye bye, bye.